listening to the Writerly Bites podcast, where you'll get bite-sized tips for making your writing and your writing life better. I'm Blair Hurley, and I'm a novelist and creative writing instructor. You can find more about me and my latest novel, Minor Profits, at BlairHurley.com, and on Twitter at bhurley. You can follow news about the podcast on Twitter at Writerly Bites. This week's writing tip is try third person. This is part of a series of tips I'll be giving all about the choices you have around point of view and perspective and why that crucial choice of perspective is such an interesting part of the story writing challenge. So in a really interesting way, all of the power you have as a writer of third person are the exact things that you couldn't do as a writer of first person. So first of all, as a writer in the third person, you have control and power. The third person narrator can control and manipulate his or her characters at will, shaping the story as she sees fit. So if you want to break off on a cliffhanger, or if you want to zoom across the country, or zoom a hundred years forward in time to see what everybody's descendants are up to, or simultaneously show us what's happening in the minds of a hundred different people in the country that very evening. You can do it. You have that kind of power and you can shape the story and cut and paste and move as you see fit. Along with that comes access. So you can access the mind and feelings of the characters that you want to. Even the feelings that the character will not admit to herself. So perhaps you're still focused on one person, but even then, a third person close uh, analysis or, or following of one character is different than the first person version. In a first person version, if someone doesn't know that they're in love, then we don't get to see it either unless we can pick up the clues. But in third person, you can absolutely say she wouldn't admit it to herself, but she deeply loved him. We also get the power of insight, so we can offer wisdom and truth to the situation. We can show why, in our opinion, people act the way that they do, even if they don't know it themselves. You can offer analysis to history, to culture, to philosophy and religion, if you have an opinion, or if your narrator does. You can analyze, so you can reflect on the larger meaning of a situation. Or you can draw parallels between two different situations that your characters couldn't possibly see. So when we think about Tolstoy's War and Peace, we see the lofty perspective there, the ability to see the battlefield and the ballroom, and the ability for him to comment on the Napoleonic Wars and why they might have been lost the way that they were. And all that sort of analysis is possible in a third-person story. And finally, beauty. So you can describe, you can build worlds, you can paint pictures with words, you can show action clearly. I think this is something that's often neglected. In a first-person depiction of a high-action scene, say, of confused fight, from one person's perspective, it could just all be a jumble or a tangle or it's going to seem chaotic, you know, one person trying to keep their head above water. But a third person narrator has that benefit of distance and so they can show us who's winning and who's not, who's on top and who's not, who is uh, the leader of the fight or the instigator and who's not. We can feel that things are more under control and there's a masterful storyteller that is shaping 
our experience of the story rather than one person's subjective opinion and experience of the reality. All of these things are parts of the beauty and the control and the power of third-person narration. And I would say that if you're the kind of writer who's a bit of a control freak, who wants to be in control, who likes to build sandcastles and shape them as you want and then sometimes destroy them, third person is the kind of narration that will give you that kind of control. Now, perhaps you can hear in what I'm saying that there are downsides to this as well. And many of the worst bad habits in creative writing that we think of are a direct result of the powers and freedoms that third-person narration gives us. So next time, I'll talk about downsides and pitfalls of third-person, and how we can work around those things, and how we can be smart in our use of third-person. This week's reading recommendation is an oldie but a goodie, Anthony Bourdain's first memoir, Kitchen Confidential. I only read this recently. I'm late to the party, I know. And I'm so glad I did read it. It is an absolutely stunning memoir, and it reminds me all the more of the tragic loss of Anthony Bourdain's death. This writing is so full of life and verve and attitude. It's rich with dynamism and food, of course, Every sensory detail is so rich. There's also this no-holds-barred willingness to be honest about the experience of something behind the scenes, to not over-romanticize while also simultaneously showing this fierce love of a certain kitchen culture and restaurant culture. It made me understand a lot more about behind-the-scenes life in the restaurant world, but it also just gave me pure pleasure in the prose. So for writers that just love a great style that's full of attitude and life, I highly recommend this memoir. Thanks for listening. The Writerly Bites podcast will be back with micro tips to make your writing better. It's produced by me, Blair Hurley. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and visit the website at writerlybites.com. Email me at writerlybitespodcast at gmail.com with your favorite tips or questions about the writing life, which I'd love to tackle in future episodes. Thank you.